Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Self-Confidence Project. I'm your host, Kimberly Hill, and this podcast is all about life and dating and relationships and navigating this intoxicatingly tricky world that we are all in. I want to bring you humor. I want to bring you fun. I want to bring you practical advice that you can apply right away in your lives and your dating lives and in your relationships. So thank you all for tuning in. I look forward to bringing you another episode. What are we waiting for? Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the self-confidence project. We're going to be talking about long distance relationships in today's episode. And I want to give you some suggestions on how you can actually maintain these and make them work. Before, of course, we dive into that, uh, if you are new to this podcast, uh, welcome. Thanks for joining me. I've been producing episodes for, I think, well over two years now on a weekly basis. And for those that have been listening to my show for a while, thanks for coming back. Um, If you haven't done so, of course, it's super helpful for me if you leave a five-star rating or spend a moment or two to leave me a review. This uh, will get out to more people that way. I I don't put money behind this podcast to promote it, so it's all organic referral and people that find the show through my podcast. So... You know, the more the more uh, support I get from you guys, the more people it gets out to, the more people I can help. Now, what really is a long-distance relationship? Um, because long-distance relationships can be slightly different for different people. Um, but it is defined by an intimate bond. So two people that are desiring closeness, but there's something that's keeping them apart geographically, right? They are at a distance from each other. And that could be across the same country. It could be across the world. So it reduces your face-to-face interactions and it really reduces your physical contact. Of course, it reduces it completely. It nullifies it completely unless you actually coordinate getting together with each other. So some of us meet people and we fall in love when we're traveling or when we're spending time in another country, another state or another province. And then the reality of life kicks in. We need to go back to where we were before. We need to move back home or our travels end. But we've created a bond with someone special. Like we're in love with this person. So despite the distance, we want to make this relationship work. I know lots of people that have done this. I know a person right now that lives in Asia. Their partner lives in the United States. Really big time difference, lots of distance between them. So, and I've worked with many clients that are in long distance relationships as well. And they say, well, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like we're lacking some closeness these days. I'm feeling like, you know, I might be losing this person. So I want to talk about maybe around seven different tips that are going to help you to strengthen your relationship if you happen to be in a long-term relationship. That's good to know as well because, hey, what if you do meet someone when you're next traveling around the world and uh, you have this idea that long-distance relationships aren't possible? Well, they are. 
uh, and there's something that makes them more successful and I'm going to talk about that too. So the first thing, and this might be obvious, right? You're thinking about, okay, well, we got to have good communication. And the thing here is that it's not about necessarily the method of communication. Do we text? Do we FaceTime? Do we Skype? Do we, uh, you know, jump onto a Zoom call? Of course, you want to figure out your method of communication with that individual, but also the amount, how much communication do you need to feel connected to this person? So with a long distance relationship, it's going to be pretty darn important to talk to this person on a daily basis because you're not going to be seeing this person on a daily basis or weekly or monthly basis even. So how much communication do you need as an individual to feel connected in this relationship? Is it good morning, good night? Is it video chat each day? Um, how do you stay connected and communicate the important things that are going on within your life with this partner so that you can keep that closeness with each other? So that's the first thing. It's absolutely imperative to understand your form of communication and your frequency of communication. Secondly, making plans. So understanding when you are going to see your partner next is really important versus just leaving the door open. Can you imagine individuals that have been separated through the COVID pandemic and didn't know when they were going to see their partner next because travel restrictions, all the things we, you know, we know what was going on here, right? So that feeling of not knowing when you're going to be able to see or kiss or hug your partner can be really stressful for some people. So understanding when you're going to see each other next, even if the plan is in three months time, I'm going to fly to you or you're going to fly to me or we're going to make the long drive. Knowing that creates this excitement that you're going to see that person you love versus not knowing when you're going to be able to connect again. So making plans with that individual, having some kind of structure or routine where they visit you and you visit them and and what does that look like and, and how often can that reasonably take place based on work and commitments and and costs and time and things like that. But understanding when you're going to see that person. I, I, I definitely live by the principle um, anticipation is half a life's pleasure pleasure. So even just knowing I'm going to see my, my you know, partner on Friday for a date gets me excited, even if it's a few days away. I anticipate spending time with him. I get excited about our interaction. And it's the same thing that holds true for people in long-distance relationships and even more amplified. When are you going to actually see that person? Because having that touch, that kiss, that actual contact, being with them is also going to be really important to maintain that connection. So make plans, have things in place. Thirdly is being there. Now, I don't mean being there physically. Right now I'm talking about being available for connection, being available for your partner's attempt to connect with you, which means you have to make time for those calls. You can't You know, you can't be blowing your partner off saying, hey, I'm out with my friends. You know, I can't can't chat with you or this weekend's busy with family. I'm sorry, I won't have time. 
if you're not available to connect with your partner, you're really not available to be in a long distance relationship. You're not, you know, you know, you're not available to be in any relationship if you're not making time to connect with that person. So making the calls that you have planned a priority is going to make that person that you're with that's far from you feel like they're a priority in your life. So you got to be there and available for the attempts to connect with each other, which means time and calls with your partner are absolutely a priority. Fourthly, even though you might be living quite different lives from each other, it's essential that you support each other's interests. So your partner might be on the other side of the country. They could be going to school over there. They might have a job that they've taken. They might just have a family situation that stops them from you know, merging their lives with you at this point in time. And they might get up to different things that you don't get up to. But it's important to take an interest in and to support each other's interests and passions even if you're not sharing those experiences together. The connection you have, talking about them, creates that shared connection with each other. So if you don't support each other's interests, uh, and you're essentially living very separate lives from one another, um, what are you going to connect over? Because you're not able to really have much experiential connection with your partner. So it's important that you're showing and sharing interest in the things that they get up to you don't have to love those things. You don't have to love their hobbies and passions, but showing an interest and being curious about the things that they're doing in their lives going to be important and makes that person feel valued. And likewise, they got to share and show interest in the things that you're getting up to. Right? That's that's connecting with each other. Now, the fifth point here arguably is one of the more important ones, which is your beliefs about long distance relationship. So the difference between some long distance relationships that last and ones that don't last is simply whether you believe it can and will last. If you don't believe your long-term relationship will last, then it won't. If you believe that it can and will last, then you have a much higher chance of making that relationship work, which means you have to cultivate a positive attitude about your relationship. It can't be, oh yeah, well, my partner lives across the world, so we're not really that close and it's probably not going to last. And I mean, in any relationship, if you have a negative outlook, on that specific relationship, you are lowering your chances of it being successful because your beliefs and attitudes absolutely will shape the quality of your interaction. So do you believe that your long-term relationship can and will be successful? Hugely, hugely important. And for those of us that aren't even in long distance relationships, do you believe that the relationship you are in can and will last? Are you excited about your relationship? Okay, and of course, we got to talk about sex life. Mm. If you are in a long distance relationship and you're not able to jump into the sheets with your partner every night, every week, every few days, whatever it is for you, right? 
It's important to find ways to keep your sex life exciting. (laughs) And there are lots of ways you can do that without being next to each other. There is the glorious world of sexting. There is the even more glorious world of toys that you can use. Toys that have been designed to work from a distance. Your partner controls the motion and remote of a toy that you are using. You can feel very connected because you're sharing this experience together even though you are apart. You can plan romantic FaceTime, Zoom nights where you put on something sexy like candles, share a meal together, creating these experiences that bond you together and are sexy and romantic, right? Find something that connects the two of you together in this way so that you have a thriving sex life even though you are apart from each other, right? Because you might have the best emotional bond, but do you have the physical bond, right? And then lastly, with long distance relationships, is that a relationship you are going to continue for the next 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years, the rest of your life whilst remaining apart? Or are you working on merging your lives together? For many of us, we can tolerate a long distance relationship because we know that at some future date, we have a plan to merge our lives together. For some of us, if we know that there isn't a plan to merge our lives, we have no clue when we're going to see this person next. We really don't know if there's ever going to be an opportunity to really connect our lives together. That may not work for that person. So knowing that you have a plan to merge your lives, even if it's five years from now, one year from now, 18 months from now, the timeline is arbitrary. But as long as there's a commitment, a plan from each other that there's You're working towards merging your lives. So this long distance relationship stuff, I get lots of questions about this, how to make it work. Here are some suggestions for you guys, right? Communication, what form and how often, making plans, knowing when you're gonna physically see each other and working towards that and having a schedule or um, you know, some kind of rotation that you both can agree on that makes sense for time and costs and all these things. Making sure you are there emotionally for attempts to connect, you know, making calls and, and time that you do have with your partner a priority, supporting each other's lives and interests, even if you're not there for those things, making sure you have the right beliefs and positive attitude about the relationship, finding ways to keep that sex life exciting, and of course, creating a plan to merge your lives at some point. Hugely important elements to keep a long distance relationship thriving and successful. And yes, it is entirely possible to have one and to feel connected and to be satisfied. Okay. For others, it just doesn't work. So Hopefully that has shed some light on things that you might want to consider if this is a situation that you are in. If you know somebody that's in this situation and they could use a little bit of support, a couple ideas on how to keep things fresh, send this podcast over to them. And of course, always thank you. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Self-Confidence Project. And I look forward to bringing you another episode next week.
Tchau.